Island Church in Galveston, Texas welcomes you to our podcast. We trust that you will be encouraged by today's message. How's everybody doing tonight? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. It's good to be alive. Amen. And 2022. Praise the Lord. And then we're going to make it. Amen. Praise God. We're here. And it's uh, good to be serving God. Can you, uh, can you sense the momentum as we pray? Uh, I know with the pastoral prayer and then the prayers on, the, on Wednesdays and on Sundays, how God's really moving and how God's getting us ready to do some big things. I really believe it. I'm really sensing it in my own spirit and see how God's doing things. I'm excited about it. You know, I look, I look around and I, you know, I, don't, I don't ever watch the news. I'm, I really never have. And I kind of look around and I think, you know, you know how this is all kind of uh, winding down. I never was a real big end times person. I know, okay, we're going to go one day. Praise God, we'll go to heaven. But as I see this thing winding down and how it's happening, I kind of look and I think, you know, I really never thought it would happen this way. And I look and I think, you know, it kind of shows how weak the devil really is. I was expecting, you know, a real, and I know the days are getting evil, but some, you know, that just some real uh, bad stuff and, 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 and how it was going to happen in just a different way. Anyway, as it's going down the way it is, it's kind of like, you know, this is just kind of a weak way how it's uh, uh, transpiring. And that's just me. You might think differently, but that's just how I think about it. Amen. But it just kind of goes to show you how weak the devil really is. Amen. Just to see how things are happening, how things are transpiring. So, you know, I just thank God that we can um, serve the Lord and just do what he wants us to do. Because this is the greatest day to be alive. Amen. Amen. This is the greatest day to be alive. I encourage you, there's a prophecy that Pastor Rusty gave out in March of last year at a prayer uh, service. I read that from time to time. and It's a powerful prophecy. He's read it here in the pulpit. It was in March of last year. If you can get a hold of that and just read it from time to time, it'll really help you. It'll really solidify some things and keep in remembrance of what God is doing and not to be alarmed of what's happening outside in the world. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Well, let's go ahead and get into the Word. Um, when, Pastor, uh, Pastor, when, when Brother Roland um, uh, asked me to go ahead and speak, uh, he said, well, go ahead, you know, go ahead and get a good word up and all that. And I said, you know, Roland, I said, for the past three years, I've been on love and hearing the voice of God. <laughs> you know, and it just seems I'm, I'm just, that's where I've been the past three years. Just love hearing the voice of God, love hearing the voice of God. Still, I'm still on it. I said, you know, I'm, I'm listening to a series right now and hearing the voice of God. You know, you say, man, Brother Danny, I mean, three years on love? Well, that's pretty uh, extensive. Well, you see where I was at. <laughs> I needed some help. Amen. Still do. Amen. I'm getting better, though. Praise God. <clears throat> so I prayed. I said, well, Lord, I said, I mean, I'm, I'm here, you know, uh, still studying over here in the voice of God. And, and as I just prayed, I said, Lord, what do, you, what do you want to do? And it was like he just said, listen here. He said, just go ahead and just, uh, uh, this word that I'm going to minister tonight, he stirred to some my spirit and it's something that I've ministered before. And it was kind of like just a, a release of, hey, why don't you just kind of take a reprieve and get on this here. Just, just preach this word tonight. And it just seemed real good to me to do it. And it's basically a jailhouse message that I minister in the jail. Amen? Because that's, that's where I cut my teeth is in the jails the past 25 years. So again, this is, and, and it's, even though as I ministered in the jail from time to time, it's a good foundational word for anybody. Because there's a lot of people that are not getting this. 
but I'm fixing to minister to you. And this particular word, because I minister it in a jail, it's going to do two things. It's going to make you happy or it's going to irritate you because it's going to demand adjustments in your life. That's how God deals with me, so that's how I'm, I get it out. And so when I minister to, the, to these guys in the jail, this is the word that you have to give them, a good foundational word, but demands adjustments, demands change. Amen? Yes. Praise the Lord. So I just want to kind of speak to you a little bit tonight on covenant, God's covenant, and what it means in his covenant, and just kind of go through a few things uh, standing on his covenant, because right now on where we're at, we need to know these things. We need to know his covenant and that he's not going to break his covenant. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. we got to get through a lot of the spiritual cliches of what happens, especially in this day and age when we see that people, a lot of people are backing away. A lot of people are not going to church anymore. A lot of people just, well, you know, maybe this and maybe that. But you got to get back to the word and what he says in his covenant and what it means to me and you. Amen? Amen. So if you were to go to uh, Numbers chapter 23, Numbers chapter 23 and verse uh, 19. Numbers 23, 19. Uh, and it says this here. For God is not a man that he should, uh, that he should, uh, I'm sorry. For God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he, hath he said it, shall he not do it? Hath he spoken it, shall he not make it good? Now pay attention to the second part of this verse because if you don't get this, the second part, the, the, the first part just doesn't hold any weight. He said, hath he said it, has he not make it good? Hath he spoken it, shall he not make it good? Hath he said it, will he not do it? Said, spoken. Said, spoken. Amen? And then he says this, I'll say it, I'll speak it, I cannot lie, and then I cannot repent. So what's he saying here? When, he, when, when the Lord, when, when God speaks, it becomes covenant. Okay? This is covenant. If I were to prophesy right now to Roland and give Roland a word through prophecy, and Roland said, hey, you know what? That, that is a witness in my spirit. The inner witness, the counselor lives inside of me. Yes, that is a witness in my spirit, Danny. I receive that. That becomes covenant in his life, and it'll stay there for the rest of his life. Doesn't mean it's going to come to pass, but it will never be broken. It stands. It's covenant. Because why? He spoke it. That's why he says, I cannot lie, therefore I'm not going to be able to repent because I'm not going to lie. Because when I speak it out, it becomes covenant in your life and through the word. Now understand this now, because we're going to get into some things that, to understand and, and to pay attention to this. When he speaks, it becomes covenant. Okay? Amen. I got this, uh, this changed my life in 1997. I heard, uh, we're fixing to go to probably my most favorite scripture in the Bible. Jesse Duplantis has preached at a camp meeting in uh, 1997 up at uh, Abundant Life Christian Center. And he spoke a, a, a word in, in, along these lines. And when he spoke this word, I tell you, it, it literally changed my whole perspective in who God is. You know, back in 1994, I was going out to... Um, Church of the Living God, Pastor Robert Dowdy's church. I started going out there in about July of 91. And um, 94, there was a powerful, uh, I guess you'd call him a prophet, Ivan Tate, remember Ivan Tate? He was out there ministering, and uh, you remember him. And uh, powerful, he, he used to really flow powerfully in the gifts of the Spirit, I'm sure he does. Anyway, he called me up and gave me a word. And he said, uh, I was about three years into serving God at the time. 
He said, listen, he said, this year, he said, God is going to bring you up to the top of the mountain uh, like he did Peter, James, and John. He said, and when he brings you up there, he said, he's going to change your life to where it's going to be an inner transformation and it's going to go outward and change your life outwardly. He says, and he said this, I never forget it because he was just reading my mail. He says, when you see God for who he truly is, you'll never leave this place. He said, no fakes, no phonies, none of the things that you don't like, uh, he won't be. And I thought, man, how's this guy know this? Because I'm a real kind of a, I joke around and all that. But when it comes to serious business, I just like to get it done. I don't like a whole lot of fluff. So anyway, he said, he said this, he said, when you wake up in the morning, God's face will be upon you. And so that changed my life, and it made me to see, okay, I'm going to take God at his word, and I'm going to believe it through relationship, through spending time with him, and he revealed himself to me for who he really is. And it's benefited my life all the way up to this point here in 2022, still here, still serving God, but I had to get it through, through relationship and finding out who he truly is. And not making up a bunch of excuses when things don't work out. Making adjustments. Humbling yourself. Amen? Yeah. Uh, I've never, I've never uh, had any issues for, you know, as far as backsliding, wanting to stop serving God. I've been tempted to, uh, again, offense, get mad, and this and that and the other. But as I've humbled myself and taken God at his word and asked myself, now, Danny, what is the problem? Because it's not on his end, it's on your end, and you've got to figure it out. You have to make the adjustments. Don't make excuses about it. Amen? Yeah. So, with all that being said, let's go to uh, Proverbs. I'm sorry, Psalms chapter 89. This is my favorite scripture in the Bible. Psalms 89, 34. Psalms 89, 34. Um, this is the scripture that Jesse Duplantis ministered that night. Uh, Literally took this one scripture and probably preached two hours on it. Psalms 89, 34. Now listen to what he's saying here, okay? Because I'm going to do a little test here at the end of the, of the sermon. <laughs> Amen. It says, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that's gone out of my mouth. So he says, we know that when he speaks, it becomes covenant. He says, when it becomes covenant, I can't alter it. I can't twist it. I can't break what's come out of my mouth. It cannot be changed. Amen? It cannot be changed. Once he speaks it, it's over with. Now, this is where we have to um, pay attention to the little things that don't work out in our lives. The spiritual cliches of, well, maybe this and maybe that. Well, maybe God will do this or maybe God will do this. Well, maybe he wants to give me a long life. Maybe he wants to, you know, wants me to kill me tomorrow. Maybe he wants me to be broke. Maybe he wants me to be rich. Listen, these are some of the things that you're going to have to get right when he says, I'm not going to break my covenant and I'm not going to alter the thing that's going out of my mouth. When I said it, I mean it, it's going to happen. But it doesn't mean it's going to take place in your life. You have to believe this through relationship with him that his word's going to take place. And this is where you have to be real careful with people's experiences and people's opinions. Well, let me tell you my story. Amen? Yeah. Let me tell you my story about this. Well, I'm gonna, we're going to kind of get into a little bit more. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But let me tell you what happened about this family member. And let me tell you what happened about this family member. And let me tell you about this experience. And now the Bible says that God's not a man that he should lie, but a lot of people 
get into the point to where they start calling God a liar, and we'll, and we'll look at this. Amen? Because, you, you, because listen, you're going to believe it or you're not. Amen? It works or it don't. And if it doesn't work and you don't believe it, why are you here? And if you think God is, is, well, he's doing this, and maybe he's doing this, and maybe he took this family member, and maybe he's, you know, put this sickness, why do you want to serve a God that would do that? That's the question you have to ask. Why would you want to serve a God that would do that? And the Bible says we have a thief that comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. He does that. You wouldn't do that to your own family, would you? So why would, why would God do it to you? Starts putting it into perspective and we start brainstorming these, um, these excuses on why things are taking place. So let's kind of touch on a few of the um, uh, covenant principles here. This is something I really like to go through. Isaiah chapter 53. Um, again, this is a good foundation here, this, uh, these scriptures here. Tells you what Jesus did on the cross when he died, what he did. What it means for us today in 2022. A lot of people know and understand why well, this familiar passage of scripture, but do you, you have to ask yourself, do I truly understand it? Do I truly understand what he wants to do through this and when he died on the cross? I'll tell those guys in the jail, i say, listen, you can have crucifixes tattooed on you and all around your neck. That doesn't mean anything. If you don't understand what it means, you just, you're wasting your time with it. Amen. You have to understand what he's saying. Isaiah chapter 53 Let's start in verse 5. It says, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Remember, God Almighty turned his, he turned his back on Jesus and poured out all of his anger on him. Turned his back. Remember when Jesus said, Father, why have you forsaken me? God Almighty turns his back and said, I'm cutting all communication off from you now. Because you have the sin of the world on you. Amen. This is part of the covenant. But then you'll hear people, well, I don't understand why the Lord's left me for. He didn't leave you. He said, that's why I've never leave you nor forsake you. He left Jesus so he wouldn't have to leave you. You left him. Amen. This is a part of it. This is what he did. For surely he had borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. Yet we did stream him smitten and afflicted of God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So let's take, he was wounded for our transgressions. Jesus was nailed to the cross for our transgressions, our sins. Amen? He took all the sin of the world. Now, I like what Pastor Rusty said. I, was, I think it was about a month ago. He said he didn't commit it. He bore it. That was real good. I, I've never really, that, that enlightened me when he said that. He bore it. He didn't commit the sins. Because if he committed the sins, then it's, it's for what it, why did he do it for? He bore the sin. So you think about it. Rape, pornography, theft, drugs, alcohol. He took all of that sin took it on the cross and died. That's why they nailed him to the cross. So in 2022, the good news is this, you don't have to be bound by sin anymore. 
Sin doesn't have to bind your life. That's a part of the covenant. So if you say, well, Brother Danny, I've been having a lot of issues with sin and sin's just carrying on and sin's just carrying on, then you have to ask yourself the question, where do I need to make adjustments for this to stop in my life? Because it's not on his end. There's issues that you have that you must take care of. That's what Pastor Rusty's been talking about. You need to clean your house. Get this stuff done. Don't make excuses about it. Well, maybe God this. Well, maybe God that. No. He said, I took this on the cross. I took all your sin. Sin should not be uh, ravaging your life. Now, listen, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. In 31 years of serving God this July, I'm not perfect. I still make a lot of mistakes. But if you would have met me when I was 18 years old, now to 48, you would say, he's made some changes. <laughs> Amen. Even from three years ago, raise God. Amen. When I was, you know, before I started studying love. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He's made some changes. That's what it's all about. But I can't blame and say, well, why is this not happening for? Why do I continue to stay in this place? You got to ask yourself that question. He's already made it available. Why is it still there? Then he says this. He says, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Iniquities, addictions, habits. They beat Jesus all over and bruised him on his body. He bled on the inside, cleansing those, those iniquities that are inside of your life that are carried down. Amen. You know, the iniquities that you deal with today are not something that started with you. They've, they've, they've been on for years and years and years in family. You seem to get at to you can think, oh, maybe your great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, what he had, therefore, that gets carried down to you. But he says this. He says, I was bruised for your iniquities addictions, habits, so you don't have to be addicted anymore. Amen. Drugs, alcohol, Amen. anger, rage, yeah. pornography, whatever it is, he says, I can, that's been broken off of your life. I was bruised for your iniquities. But again, you have to ask yourself the question, is this, are these things being broken off of my life in the day that I live in right now? And if I'm struggling with them, Thank God that he loves you, but you have to get in there and pray and say, Lord, help me with this. You have to examine your relationship with the Lord. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you now, if you don't have a relationship with him, in these, especially in the day and age we live in, it's going to be tough to get through. You're not going to get through it without his help and with through a relationship with him. Amen. It's just not going to happen. I mean, you know, we, we kid around about me talking about, you know, you know, studying love and hearing the voice of God, you know, three years, but it is what it is. Well, why, do you have to, why, why have you had to do that so long, Danny? Because I needed it. I knew I had to make some adjustments. If not, I was probably going to end up in prison or dead. So again, these things needed to be done. And the Lord dealt with me. Get into this and make the adjustments. After a two-hour meeting with Pastor Rusty one day, I walked out of here thinking, you got work to do, brother. But this is what I've had to do for this covenant to come to pass in my life. I can't make excuses about it. You have to dig in. Listen, if you, in the Bible, when you study the word, go where you need to grow. Study the word where you need to grow. If you're having problems in faith, get those faith scriptures. If you're having a problem with your mind, get uh, renewing your mind scriptures, healing, finances, addictions. Get in there, and if it takes you 10 years, then you're just going to have to do it until you grow through it. But if somebody complains and says, well, I just can't understand why things are not taking place. Well, are you getting into the word? Are you, are you listening to the scriptures? Well, you know, I'm praying about it. Well, you're going to have to do more than that. 
Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's just not going to just fall off of your life by osmosis. You got to get in there and dig and dig and dig and dig. Then he says this. He says, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Um, depression, oppression, suicide, thoughts. He took, he took that on the cross when he died. That's why he says in, in Corinthians, casting down every high thing that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Renewing your mind with the word of God. Romans uh, 12, 2. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Especially in, again, the day and age that we live in, the, the information. You know, my mind, my mind, my mind. Oh, my God. Well, what are you doing to renew it? Yeah. It's a challenge. Listen, I know. I mean, there's times that I'm, <laughs> I'm driving, you know, somebody cuts you off, you know, and you... And you're thinking thoughts, and the Holy Ghost says, hey, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be thinking that way. Amen. Yeah, just a minute, Holy Ghost. I'm beating the fire out of this guy in the middle of the highway right now. Hold on. Okay, I cast down that thought and imagination. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying to you. No joking aside. That's what you have to do. And it's a challenge. Nobody wants to renew their mind. <laughs> they just don't want to do it. You don't want to cast down thoughts 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 times a day. It's kind of like, you know what? Forget it, man. But you have to do it. Now, I'm preaching to myself about that. I haven't arrived on renewing my mind, but I'm getting better. So the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, we are healed. Now, this is a big one, Healing. Because this is where we're seeing a lot, you know, before COVID and, and, and now with COVID, family members, people that have known have passed away, some people here in the church have passed away. And, but even before COVID, we've all had that testimony of somebody when you talk to them about healing, where they said, well, yeah, but uh, let, let me, I know, I know the Bible says that by stripes were healed, but then let me explain to you something about my grandma or my grandpa or my, my brother or my sister or my mom or dad. Now, you know, they, they got sick and they prayed the scriptures and they, and they read the word and they went to church all the time and they were faithful, faithful for years and years and years. And then they got sick and they died. And they look at you like, so... I don't know if that works or not because they were saints and it didn't work for them. So this is a question you have to ask yourself. Well, I see in the word, he says, I'm not going to break my covenant or alter the thing that's gone out of my mouth. He can't lie. So you're telling me this and the word's telling me this. Somebody's lying. Amen. <laughs> And I'm not going to take the word over a peanut brain human being. I don't care who they are, what kind of ministry they have. When the, when the covenant has not come to pass in their life on an issue and say, well, I guess it doesn't work because of who they are and it nullifies the word. That's when you start calling God a liar. Yeah, yeah but Brother Danny, they this, they that, doesn't matter. God's word don't change. And what happens is we get with these spiritual cliches. Well, maybe God had a reason why. Well, maybe God needed them in heaven. Well, you know, maybe it's a mystery and maybe we'll find out something. There's no mystery. It's right here. If, listen, if the covenant's not coming to pass, it's not on his end. It's not on his end. Even in the day that we've lived in, I know there's been some pretty prominent people. I've known of some that have gone on with the Lord and think, wow. 
But do I go back and question God? I say, well, Lord, so-and-so just passed away. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if your word's really true or not. I don't have to ask that. You're not around people seven days a week, 24 hours a day to know everything that's going on in their lives. Amen. I was, I was with a, a, a minister one time, a long time ago. This is 20-some years ago. And we were praying. He had a family member that was dying. And uh, it was his wife. And um, I was at a wedding that he was uh, um, uh, doing. And so after the service, you know, we were at the reception. And I sat down, and, and me and another guy, we were just exhorting him. Hey, you know, praise the Lord. So-and-so's healed. Praise God. We're in faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know? And this, I mean, this is a faith, tongue-talking, you name it. And i never forget what he told me. He says, well, he said, I hope so, because she's dying. I sat there for a minute, I thought, okay, there it is. Guess what? She's gone. Amen. When they, when they were singing at this funeral, when they were singing this song, they were singing it in the hospital room when I went to go see this individual. And I let them do their little karaoke machine, little karaoke, you know, little karaoke machine there. <laughs> Praise God. Anyway, uh, that's an inside joke from Brother Brian. Uh, so anyway, um, so I went in there, and they were singing this song uh, in the hospital room. Praise the Lord, I didn't think anything of it. Went to the funeral. They sang the, they sang the same song. And the lady said, if so-and-so said, if I ever die before you, sing this song at my funeral. They were singing it in the hospital room. They had heard that a long time ago. But it's a mystery. We don't know what God's going to do. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. But it's a mystery and maybe we'll find out in heaven. No, no. By his stripes, you're healed. And if it's not working out, you need to make adjustments. Now, listen, I know you might think, well, I think that's kind of hard, Brother Danny. Especially when it comes to loved ones, when we've lost loved ones prematurely. Moms, dads, brothers, sisters, children we've lost prematurely. I don't know how many times I've heard it. I've been challenged in the jail with some of these guys about it. Uh, lose, lose loved ones, lose children prematurely. And you say, well, you know, I'm, I'm mad at God. I'm mad at God for why he did this. Well, what are you mad at God for? Well, you know, I guess he had a reason why. Well, what's the reason? Would you take your kid out? Oh, no. Then why would he take yours out? He died for you. You haven't died for your kids. But then you have to sit them out. Had one, had a guy challenge me in the jail one night. I was talking along these lines. And, and I, most of the time, I won't let these guys speak out because they can say stuff and just throw the whole deal. But, you know, sometimes I just led by the Spirit, and sometimes I will. So this guy said, yeah, what do you got, brother? And he was, he was crying. He said, uh, but he was challenging me. He was challenging me. He said, so, uh, he said, I had a teenage daughter that was killed in a car accident. Basically, he was saying, so what do you got to say about that? Is it my fault? I mean, he, I mean, I said, well, let me, and I was just real lovingly. I said, well, brother, let me just kind of walk you through a few things. Did you do this? Did you do this? Do you do this? No, 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 no. I don't know what to tell you, brother, but that's the word. I'd rather, I'd rather you believe, go off, believe in the truth than, let, than, than to sit here and comfort you and you go off and believe a lie. 
Now, I'm not saying going up and just volunteering this information to people when they don't ask for it, but if you come to me and you start telling me all this stuff and, and, and all your unbelief, then yeah, I'm going to let you know about it. I'm not gonna, then I'm responsible then to let you know something and I just put my arm around and say, well, it's going to be okay. No, I've got to give you the truth at this point yeah. if you're going to come tell me about it. Yeah. Amen? Now, I know you might say, hey, listen, I think that's just kind of hard, Brother Danny, and maybe you just haven't, well, love one, yeah, love one, yeah. But you know, maybe you just haven't gone through anything. I don't really ever talk about my personal, my personal life and, and, um, and some of the things I'm going through. But I know what it means to have to, to, to say uh, goodbye to people that have lost prematurely. You know, my, my, my blood father was passed away at 67 years old in uh, 2008. I mean, six months, he was gone. Um. Well, two, uh, two years later, July 31st, 2010, I lost my older brother, 43 years old. So I didn't have to ask the Lord why. When I went to go pray for my dad when he was sick, they called it an, uh, at a, um, uh, an aggressive dementia, whatever, you know. Um, and I went to go pray for him. And when I prayed and laid my hands on him, I prayed over him. And, you know, he, he, could, he could talk half of a sentence and he would just kind of cut off. So, you know, I prayed over him, gave him the scripture. So I walked out the back door just to kind of the backyard. And the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, now, you know, it's my will for him to be healed. And I said, oh, I'm, I'm sure I do. But I knew he wasn't going to make it. And now that's not doubt and unbelief. It's just what he's put into his life. He wasn't there. You can't get diagnosed with stage four cancer or, you know, the last phase of dimension, say, well, I guess I need to go ahead and start reading my, my, my healing scriptures. Pretty much you're too late. I'm not saying it can't happen to, a, to a, maybe a baby Christian, but somebody that's been in the Word that knows better, you're probably too late. But here's the thing. Preached his funeral, gave a word. I can't wait to see him one day, but this isn't the will of God. When, I, when uh, we had my brother's funeral here, same thing, 43 years old. Um, got, to, got to speak at his funeral. And it, I mean, it, that was probably the most hardest thing emotionally I've ever went through in my life. <clears throat> but when I preached his funeral, well, I, I gave a word. A lot of people, you were here, a lot of people ministered. I didn't make excuses. Oh, God's got a reason why. God knows more than we do. No. He made some bad decisions. A lot of water went under the bridge, and it caught up to him. But thank God for heaven. Amen. Thank God for many days and long life he's given to us. You see, you have to be careful in those times of making up these little cliches of, well, I just want to make you feel better. Yeah, but if it's a lie, it's going to hurt you. And it nullifies God's word. Proverbs 3, 2, Psalms 91, 16, all talk about long life and many days that he wants to give to us. That's his will. And it doesn't matter how it happened, why it happened, but here's the thing, and I, and I like what Pastor Russell's been talking about, and this is really registered with me. You have to get out ahead of these things, especially in the day and age we live in. You cannot wait for this stuff to... Healing scriptures, you need to be praying those on a daily basis. Daily basis. 
uh, uh, safety and protection, the blood of Jesus, praying it on a daily basis, daily basis. And I'm not just talking, I do this. You can ask my wife. There's healing scriptures I pray every night, and then uh, uh, I pray Psalms 91 on a daily basis, confess things out of that. Uh, I keep this constantly going in my life. Because I don't, I don't want to get the call, or I don't want to have to go. And, well, I'm not saying it can't come upon me, but I want to be ready if it does. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I want to be ready if it does. I want to be built up in faith because of what God's Word says. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that hurts people with this is because of a lack of relationship, apathetic in the Word. So when these things take place, it's easier just to say, God's in control. He's in control. Well, you know, there's not much I can do about it. I'll let him handle it. No, that's a lie. That's a denial. And that's why so many people will get fighting mad when you tell them it didn't have to happen that way. I've had to do it. It doesn't have to happen that way. And they get so angry and mad because when you tell them you can stop this, it doesn't have to happen like this. You could have done something about it. Amen? Constructive criticism. Well, we don't want to hear all that. Well, praise the Lord. You're going to have to learn to humble yourself and listen. Make adjustments. Amen? Right. And I'm telling you, if you'll do this, it will um, it'll put you so concrete in the Word, no matter what somebody tells you, it's not going to phase you. Amen? Amen? But you must believe that his covenant will not be broken no matter what. And he's not going to lie. Amen. Amen. Amen? Praise the Lord. Um, well, I need to shut it down. Uh, I mean, is there anybody that... Is that okay, Roland? Real quick, real quick. Uh, does anybody, if you say, hey, listen, if I can just real quick agree with you in prayer... You don't have to come up. You can stand up. But if there's anybody in here that says, hey, you know, I've been kind of some challenges in these areas that I've ministered over and some things that I've been challenging this stuff that I can just agree in faith with. You don't have to come up. We'll just make it quick. But amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Anybody else that uh, you, can, you can stand up if you want it. We can agree in faith with you if that's where you're at. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, you're going to get challenged in this. And I know there's more people that have, that have been challenged in this, in this deal. Especially in the day and age we live in. And if you're having issues with this, let me agree in faith with you. Because if it's not with you, it's going to be with a family member. And you're going to have to be able to stand and stand concrete and then you're going to have to get bold with them instead of having to go with their uh, what they think and well, I, you know, I think this. You're going to have to get bold and say, no, nah, listen, this is what the Word says. Something Pastor Rusty convicted me over the other days when he said he's going to start writing out a list of people he's going to have to start going after. I thought, you know, I need to do that. There's some people I need to do that with. Anyway, praise God. Well, let's pray, amen. Let's just pray a prayer of faith and then we'll dismiss, amen. Father, we just thank you, Father, tonight that we can come to you, Lord. I thank you for the word that we can have eyes to see and ears to hear what you have to say to us, Lord. Thank you that we'll take you at your word through relationship, through getting into the word, Father. You said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, that revelation. 
And I thank you, Father, right now, if, if these individuals are having issues with this covenant that you gave to us, that you're not going to break it, that you're not going to lie, that that relationship will get stronger and stronger, that they'll know God will stay at his word. He'll stay at his word and do what he said he'll do. So I just pray, Father, right now in the name of Jesus over everybody that's standing. I agree in faith. I thank you that they'll humble themselves in any area that they're having issues with and make those adjustments. Get into the Word. Study the Word. Get revelation out of the Word and grow and grow for as long as they have to do it until they can grow past this. And I just thank you, Father, right now that they'll be ready for the days are short, Lord, and we thank you, Father, that they'll be ready to be able to help people, to be, a, to be a blessing to people where they don't have to have weights hanging on to them in Jesus' name. So we just thank you, Father, right now. Thank you, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glorify. I just agree in faith. Agree in faith, Father, right now for these individuals. By faith. You said your covenant will you not break in the water of the thing that's going to be. You said what you tell me in my ear is what I'll do unto you. You said whatsoever desire when you pray. Believe that you receive it and you'll have it. Put me in remembrance of my word. I put you in remembrance of your word, Lord, and I thank you, Father. And I agree in faith with everybody in here tonight. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Is everybody born again and saved in here tonight? You know, Jesus says you're Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Well, I'll, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dismiss in prayer. Amen. And uh, we can go home. And I think we got a little rain coming. So you can go home and get comfortable in your house. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we thank you, Father, right now. We thank you, Lord, for tonight. Again, we thank you for the word. Thank you that we're growing by faith service after service as we pray. I just thank you that the blood of Jesus is over, over everybody that's in here tonight, that no weapon for and against us shall prosper. No accident shall overtake us. No evil shall befall us. I thank you that we live in divine health and healing, that every organ in our bodies are lined up with the Word of God, that no sickness nor calamity can near our dwelling. By the stripes placed on Jesus' back, we're healed and made whole. Thank you that we're blessed and prosperous, fulfilling the call of God on our lives, Father, the destiny that you've predestined to us, Father, now. We just thank you and praise you, Father, for this. So we just glorify, we praise you, and we thank you. I pray that everybody will have a safe trip home. No engine problems, no flat tires, but just a safe trip home, Father, in Jesus' name. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com.